It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. We're at a press conference here to announce that um, Olympic silver medalist Joe Joyce has teamed up with Frank Warren and BT Sport alongside Ringstar Sports. Frank, huge news that. Yeah, we're absolutely delighted. Um, we've been working on this for a little while now and I spoke with uh, my good friend in the States, Richard Schaefer, and uh, between us we felt that we could work something out and obviously having conversations with... Um, Sam Jones and Adam Morley and obviously Joe himself we put a deal together and uh, we're good to go so he's going to make his debut on the 18th of May on the undercard of Billy Joe Saunders fight at Stevenage uh, and that'll be the first of many that will be broadcast on BT Frank let me ask I'm assuming during the negotiations of, of signing Joe Joyce obviously Sam Jones his manager kind of put it out there that you know offering Joe as an opponent to Andrew Joshua what were your thoughts obviously regarding you're you're about to sign him but then Sam's kind of putting him forward as a potential opponent for Anthony Joshua he's a silver medalist he's got a wealth of amateur experience the same as uh, Anthony Joshua had he's he's 8-0 now I mean obviously he could do with some more fights but he's 33 years of age and if they wanted that fight I wouldn't step in the way I would not step in the way what's he got to lose it's experience the worst thing it'd be is experience if he got beat and he can whack he can punch He's obviously sparred with Anthony over the years as amateurs, so he fancies it. But, you know, if it was there, I doubt if it would happen because obviously they've got a show in the States. They'll be looking for an American opponent, I would think, to replace, uh, uh, what's his name, Miller. So he's not an American. But if they were, I'm sure he'd jump in. But in the meantime, um, as that was news to me today, in the meantime, he's fighting on the 18th of May, as I say, at Stevenage. You said it was news to you today. You didn't know that, that Sam was putting him out as a, a possible opponent for Joshua. I didn't. You know that was people do things, but you know they're, they're obviously quite, he's very, obviously quite serious about it. So for me, it could be done and do it. Frank, the British Board uh, Boxing Board of Control uh, put out on their circular yesterday that um, a deal had been uh, reached for the potential fight between Dubois and Joyce. 
cancelling any kind of subsequent bids. Can you tell me what that actually means in terms of does that fight happen in the summer? What happens is that we've got a spanner in the works at the moment. We've got a show on Saturday and we've got uh, Daniel Dubois was due to fight uh, Richard Latte, who went to the embassy, the British embassy in Accra in Ghana. His team got all their visas. He didn't get his visa. So we got in touch with the home office here and they've been very helpful. They're trying to facilitate this. He's supposed to be here today for a press conference, Larty. Um, we will know today whether he's going to be granted that visa. If he does, then he'll get here for tomorrow for the weigh-in and uh, obviously Daniel will fight. Whilst that's happening, we're also looking at other opponents for Daniel. We've only had a couple of days' notice. We've obviously got a limited pool to what we can look for for an opponent because obviously we can't bring anybody in from states because of the board's regulations, of the, how long a fighter's got to be in this country before he's allowed to fight, and also that they have all their medicals in place. So we will make a decision this evening as to what the position will be once we know where we are with Larty and our other, our other uh, op uh, options with Daniel whether he's going to top the bill, whether he's not going to fight, we will make that decision this evening. And then that will lead us for next week to have a press conference with um, Joe, with Daniel, and with Nathan Gorman, who is also with us. So our three heavyweights will be sitting here talking about their plans, which will include all of them fighting on a show on the, on the 13th of July at the O2. So... Um if this situation isn't sorted out today, you're saying there's a strong possibility that Dubois may not feature on the show on Saturday? That's what I'm saying. But we won't know that till later. So it's a bit moot at the moment to sort of make that decision. We don't know yet what's happening. But regardless of whatever situation happens, the show will definitely still go on. The show will go on. It'd be unfair for the youngsters to be uh, not getting their fights. There's some good cracking fights on the card. It's just very disappointing, as I say, for Daniel. And it's, I'm really annoyed and peed off regarding this visa situation you know they're telling us that the visa was all in order they went you know and so forth but anyway it's not happened so we're dealing with that now frank are you saying that this i'm very disappointed with the fans that we've got this influx at the moment frank are you saying that this situation regarding lati and dubois kind of is a, has a knock-on effect of what would have possibly happened between dubois and joyce of course it does. You know, Daniel's, uh, Daniel's not got the experience that Joe's had and he needs he needed this fight. Hopefully, we'll resolve it. The, the bottom line is, it, I'm not even going to go into what the situation is with them or even with Nathan until next week. It's, it's, it's pointless. It's a pointless discussion because not until we know where we are with Daniel, not until where we know where we are uh, over the weekend can we make even, even the slightest um, decision on that because I need to speak to everybody. Um, so you announce your show at the O2 formally next week for the 13th of July, um, despite some other promoters saying that that July 13th date was a date that they were using a matchroom show on. Uh, you obviously have that date and have always had that date, Frank. Uh, we've had the date for a long while. We paid for it. It's been booked for and I won't be announcing the, the venue if I didn't have it. I mean, we have moved dates in the past when we've clashed, but we booked the venue and paid for it. So that's where we're at. Uh, hoping to get, to, we was hoping to get the Kovalev fight on there as well at one stage. We're, that's how far away, how long ago we booked it with Anthony Yard. But that looks like it's going to Russia now. We'll come on to that in a second. Um, so we've got two back-to-back -back shows uh, at the O2. 
uh, within a week of each other, um, which obviously doesn't apply to fights being on the same night, but in ter terms of tickets, etc., being at the same venue, how much of an impact will that have kind of on each other's shows? I don't know. You know, at the end of the day, I don't know what their show is, by the way, but I know our show is going to be a really good show. It's going to be quality fights, and there's, be a, there's going to be a very, very good heavyweight fight on there. So I would like to believe that it will be... Uh, It'll stand up. It'll either stand up or it won't. I mean, people have the opportunities if they can afford it to buy both the shows or pick which show they're going to go to. The Matchroom Show is a pay-per-view show with headlined by Dylan White. Pay-per-view. As is not a pay-per-view. I was just going to come on to that. So yours is definitely not a pay-per-view. My big thing about clashing the shows was pay-per-view shows clashing. That was what my big thing. Of course shows clash over the time they clash, but they're not clashing on the same night. They're a week apart. So your words in the press conference were it's going to be a heavy-duty night. Can we speculate on what possibly could go on that? You can speculate as much as you like. I can speculate now. Speculate. You're talking about Joyce Gorman Dubois. So I'm assuming out of all that, two of those fighters will fight each other. Which two, I don't know. Well, that's good speculation. <laughs> we'll know next week, won't we? <laughs> but there's also rumours that there's... A European title fight there for um, Joe Joyce as well. Number one, he's been so I understand he's been nominated to be the for the European title. So we will see. Frank, just going on to uh, Billy Joe Saunders, uh, you said that you'd spoken to Bob Arum, who said to you that it's very likely that Gilberto Ramirez will vacate the title because he can't make the weight anymore. When do you expect to kind of have? Hopeful confirmation of that. Well, he told me a couple of days ago that they would be writing to the. Uh, WBO, so um, um, hopefully that'll be done very, very soon. Which is obviously was the original plan to have that for the full version, so a few weeks out, that'll be the ideal situation. £90, didn't he, for that fight, I believe. And so, you know, he's obviously struggling to make the weight, so that's where we are. Joe Joyce has been added to this card now for his first kind of Queensbury and BT Sport debut. Opponent-wise, you said in the press conference that it's going to be kind of in keeping with the kind of opponents that he's already been facing. Yes, that's correct. Um, is that card now done, Frank, for Stephen? Is you adding anything else to that? Uh, not sure yet. Not sure. But it's a good card as it is now. It's a great card. And uh, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Okay. Frank, what, what can you tell us about um, Anthony Yard travelling over to Russia to fight Sergei Kovalev, there's been reported figures of like 4 million, he's being paid, etc, etc, what can you tell us? Well, I don't know where they get all these numbers from, because they certainly not come from us a lot of speculation, a lot of things have been said at the end of the day until you know, the, the, we believe at the end of the day that fight will happen and we believe that uh, we're quite close to making it happen we're just waiting you know, it's a matter of negotiating the contracts at the moment but Anthony Yard will definitely travel to Russia to fight Sergei Kovalev. The, at the moment, that's what it looks like subject to contract. Looking for an announcement next week, possibly? Well, I think as soon as it's signed, we want to get the thing out there and, and, and rolling. That's, that's the bottom line of it. You know? And uh, Anthony, I'll tell you one thing, Anthony's so keen for the fight, he wants to fight badly. I mean, it's not something he's tried to duck out of. Because a lot of people, again... Would, would have said that it were unlikely that Yard would have taken the fight, let alone go to Russia, but it looks like he's doing both, going, taking the fight and going to Russia. There's a lot of people say a lot of things, all this social media, you know, all this stuff. 
I, I don't take a lot of notice of all what they say. At the end of the day, it's the deeds that matter, isn't it? And Anthony Yard is a guy that, you know, we worked very hard. To, we we thought we had the we thought Kovalev was going to come here. We weren't. We thought we were quite close to getting that done, but it didn't for a. Well, I won't go into the reason why, but it didn't for a reason. But the bottom line is the fight. Um, I believe it has to happen because the WBO have ordered it, and uh, as I say, we're working very hard to make sure that Anthony get which what he wants, which is a crack at the title, and he believes he has the ammunition, so do I, to win the world title. Just chucking it in, Frank. Is there any possibility this doubles up with your July 13th as a double pay, like a double night on BT Sports? We say the problem you got is the time difference. They're before, they're earlier, aren't they? It's not you know Russia is depending what part of Russia it goes in for about two, three hours in front. So we'll see. We said, but I don't, that, that, I wouldn't, you know, go there on that. It won't be a pay-per-view night, that's for sure. Yard Kovalev wouldn't be pay-per-view, or would it? It w- would be on it. it, it, I, think it w- I think over here you could do that, with, you know, with a big show, but it's not going to be here, so it's, it won't be a pay-per-view show. Frank, what were your thoughts on uh, Amir Khan and, and Terence Crawford from, we- from the weekend? Uh, a bit of an anti-climax and a bit of a bizarre ending. It was an anti-climax, you know, I, I, he's, I, I thought the first round just said what the fight was going to happen in the fight. He did what he had to do. Amir, you know, his big, his big, um, his pluses that he, that he has is his speed and it just wasn't there. And uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who pulled him out, whether he pulled himself out, whether the trainer pulled him out. It's a blessing in disguise that he was pulled out because that was going to wind up one way, that fight. And at the end of the day, um, he, I think he should retire now. You believe he should retire, yeah? I do. I mean, what's he going to do? So even if, he went, even if it happened now, you know, that fight they've talked about for 100 years between him and Kell Brook, it's, it's, still, it's a domestic bust up and that, but, you know, and they make money out of it. But somebody's going to get hurt and, in that fight. And, I don't, you know, Namia's form on that fight didn't look too good. Be, albeit he was in one of the with one of the best fighters in the world, um, it's fine. You earn a nice few quid. You you know you you bank it, but you want to know what bank you put it into. And when you have to keep having tough fights, they do have a lasting effect on you, on your health and your well-being. He doesn't need to fight anymore. Obviously, a big talking point from it was even though he was pulled out from Virgil Hunter, but people saying that Amir Khan quit. Some people saying that. Or Amir Khan himself saying that he didn't quit in the fight. What was your take on that situation, Frank? My take on it, it don't matter whether he quit or he was pulled, it was the best thing to happen because that was going to wind up one way. You know, look, he didn't, you know, people want to see him go out on his shield. At the end of the day, you know, he didn't wait the full five minutes that he was uh, allowed to take. He didn't take the full five minutes, so he's either hurt really bad or he didn't fancy it anymore. Frank, any indication of how the pay-per-view numbers done on BT Sport for that fight? I've I got no idea. I've got no idea at the moment. It's, uh, you know, it's, I, don't know, I don't know what the numbers are. Um, ticket sales, Stevenage, uh, Leeds, how are they doing, Frank? Any updates? They're all doing well. They're doing extremely well, you know. And uh, Well, I think the Leeds one will be, obviously, is, is nine a sellout, and it will be sold out on the night. Still a couple of months to go, and uh, Stevenage is going extremely well. We're delighted with it. So I understand uh, Tyson Fury's tickets for his fight with uh, Tom Schwartz in Las Vegas went on sale, I believe, yesterday. Um, is there any news on whether that will be pay-per-view, Frank, uh, the Fury fight on BT? Um, that I don't know yet. I don't know yet. There'll be an announcement, obviously, due course on what's going to happen with that. Will any of your other fighters feature on that top rank card? 
Um, we've got a space for one on there and we're working on it at the moment who it's going to be. Okay. Frank, what was your thoughts on uh, that failed test from Gerald Miller? It seems to be happening more and more now in the sport. It's disappointing. I mean, it's, it's, it's awful. It's disappointing for the fans. It's disappointing for the people who bought tickets to fly out there. You know, he's done a really stupid thing. I mean, it's a big payday for him, Miller. He's got previous, I know, for it. And he's let himself down badly and he, it's ridiculous. And, you know, I was reading somewhere the other day that there, I think it's five out of ten of the top heavyweights have failed tests. It's prevalent. They're the ones who are getting caught. It's prevalent. So what are you going to do about it? You've got to do something about it. I think <laughs> if you want to eradicate, there's two ways to do it. You're either going to let everybody take drugs, which I don't think should be allowed, or you've got to come with some draconian meth, some draconian bans. And you've got to, you want to stop it, you know, you take away their livelihood. You also should be making them. If you want to reapply for a license, you've got to tell us where you got those drugs from, who provided them. Because... At the end of the day, somebody has given them the drugs. Somebody, and, and you know, and do I think that all fighters do it off their own bat? Are, are the, you know, are there any trainers involved with this? Who knows? I don't know the answer to that. But somebody's given it to them, and somebody must be aware that they're taking them. So you want to eradicate? You got to be really get, you know, get get down on it now. You got to stop this. You got you got to hit everybody involved. And then ki and kill it and stop it from happening because it's ruining the sport. It's not fair on the fans, and it's not fair on the on the on the opponents. You know the guys who are uh, sorry. On, you know, for example, Anthony Joshua is not fair on him, and it's happened to a few other fighters. It's just not fair on them. Frank, if, I mean, a lot of people say there should be a lifetime ban for like Miller, and, uh, but where do you kind of draw the line from? If you fail a test, should be should you be be given a life ban? Then it, it, it sort of there's a grey area there as well, Frank. I mean, he's got he's got previous for it, hasn't he? So that's what it should be. That's what it should be. And in my opinion, um, you know, look, there's only one way to stop. You want to stop it? You if you today say I want to stop this happening in the sport. It's very simple, not just us in boxing. They've got a problem in cycling, they've got a problem in athletics, they've got problems in lots of sports, weightlifting, you name it, they've all got problems. You want to stop it, simple, ban them for life. Or 10 years, or five years. And out of a sportsman's life, that's a long, long time. It's a long time. But you really want to get, in, get into it, you really want to you know, take it beyond. Because I don't believe boxers just take it off their own back. Somebody's got to say, take this, this is good for you. Try this, try that. Somebody must know what's going on. Get them. You get, you get into the people who are, who are, who are giving it to them. And, that, and, that, and you know, that will absolutely kill it. It's an ongoing situation. Um, Frank, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Have you got anything else you'd like to add before we finish? Yes, I felt like um, some people might, would like to probably see me doing it, slashing my wrist after seeing that, after those last two Arsenal results. Horrendous. Do we make top four? I don't think so. But listen, the other teams are falling over and we can't capitalise on it. But, we're, you know, we're looking... Oh, we look dreadful. The defence is awful. Bloody awful. I think we knew it was going to be difficult at Wolves, but we were banking on a home win against Palace. And when you look, I mean, the, te the, the team, the team selection, I didn't understand it, and I didn't under understand the uh, the defence. I mean, it's just non-existent. It's so sloppy. But the only way you're going to deal with that, you've got to give the man some money. You've got, you've got to give him his opportunity, Emery. You've got to give him money and allow him to go buy players. And if they don't buy players, this is going to be what it's going to be like for the next few years. Just one more question, Frank. Sorry. Um, so you're 
got to obviously announce your show for July next week. Is there anything coming kind of before kind of the summer months of like June, July, August? Is there anything else coming? Show in June, which is that we've got two shows in June, haven't we? You've got the show that, with uh, Josh and uh, Kid Galahad uh, um, at Leeds, Leeds Arena. And we've also got the show in America on the same night that we're involved with, with uh, Top Rank. So that's our June. So we've got our May date. Hopefully we've got, we got Daniel on on Saturday and uh, we've got a big show in July. So we're quite busy and delivering some decent shows, I hope. I'll step in for a latte if you want, Frank. If you get a, ch- a coffee, a latte, what we're milking, or yeah. a milky latte. Yeah, I'll step in if you uh, if you pay me well, Frank. I'll, I'm in there. Pay you well, yeah. We, yeah. I think uh, should we have a crowdfunder? We do a crowdfunder to pay him. I'm actually we don't even need it. Get him in there. Uh, uh, tell me that he won't add to your numbers on, on BT Sport if I was getting knocked out by Dubois. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I think we're crowdfunding. I think you'd get overwhelmed. You'd make a fortune. Something to consider. Frank, Frank Warren, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV and uh, we'll catch up with you over the weekend. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.